what would it mean if you failed at this? What would happen if you just couldn't make it work? If you had to delete your Instagram, take down your website, it's not growing, it's too hard, you can't figure it out or seem to get ahead, so you have to close the doors to your business and say goodbye. What then? Hey there, my name is Stephanie Kozik and I am passionate about helping you create a photography business you love without all the guesswork. In 2010, I took a $300 camera and grew a successful photography business. Now I coach photographers all over the country to do the same. Welcome to the Fearless Photographer Podcast, where we'll chat about business, marketing, productivity, money, growth, balancing it all, and so much more. Every week on the podcast, I'll deliver honest and straightforward conversations with my best business advice with a mixture of real talk, motivation, and dorky humor. I'm committed to helping you create a successful, profitable, and sustainable photography business. I am so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hey there, welcome to another episode of The Fearless Photographer. I'm so happy you're here listening, and I hope this episode is encouraging and motivating to you today. I heard a quote years ago that changed my entire approach to my business. It gave me the motivation that I needed to do what had to be done to figure things out and not give up. Do you want to hear the quote? The way you define failure and what it means for you will determine how you show up in your business every day. Whoa, let's dive in deep here. Let's get really honest with ourselves because no amount of fake it till you make it can take the place of actually putting in the work. So first of all, what does failure mean to you? And I'm not talking about that feel good, oh, failure is just a chance to learn definition. And while, yes, if you define failure as making a mistake or having a setback, sure. But I want you to realize that failure is not just having a setback. Those are normal in business. But let's shift the way that we define failure. Because while failing at something is a chance to learn or pivot, it's not always final. It actually means that you don't pull through all those hard lessons, those setbacks, those mistakes. So think about that for a minute. Let it register for a second. You can have setbacks without calling it a failure. But what do you define as failure? Let's take it even further. What would it mean if you failed at this? What would happen if you just couldn't make it work? If you had to delete your Instagram, take down your website, It's not growing. It's too hard. You can't figure it out or seem to get ahead. So you have to close the doors to your business and say goodbye. What then? I have this habit and really it's more of an obsession of collecting pretty notebooks and I actually do use them. I love making lists and plans, writing down notes when I hear something inspiring. I use them for my daily to-do list, meal planning, beach checklist, anything and everything. It gives me a sense of order to my sometimes chaotic mind. So I was cleaning out a shelf in my office and I found a few of my notebooks that hadn't been used very much, but inside I found a note that I had written years ago. I couldn't even tell you when I wrote it, but I knew that when I wrote that, it was at a point where I decided to do what had to be done in order to make my little side hustle at the time into something bigger, something that I was proud of, that was lasting and profitable and fulfilling. It says, 
If I can't make this work, I'll have to go back to sitting behind a desk, dying inside creatively. I know I was dramatic. Back to working to make others wealthy while my income is decided by someone else. I won't see my kids, no freedom, no love for my work or the lifestyle it can provide. I had realized then that if I couldn't make my business work, if I had to close those hypothetical doors to my business, I would have to go back to sitting behind a desk as an administrative staff in an engineering company. And while I loved my job there, I loved the people, I was bored. I was making other people's jobs easier and making someone else rich. If I had to go back there, I'd be commuting an hour each way, working 40 plus hours on salary with no overtime pay, no freedom, and someone else spending more time with my kids than I would be. And please don't misunderstand me. If you work a nine to five and your kids are in daycare or with childcare, there is nothing wrong with that. If that's what is working for you, for your family, if that's what's best for your family and where you're at now and how you can provide financially, I am not saying anything negative about that. I've been there and we all have our own journeys. So for me, I didn't want that. I wanted to work from home and have that freedom and contribute financially, but still be fulfilled creatively. I also had a huge problem with someone else dictating my schedule or telling me when I can take a vacation, when I can take a day off. So I decided that failure, complete failure, closing the doors to my business was not an option for me. In my mind, the alternative, if I failed, just it's not an option. I can't go back to that. Jim Carrey is one of my favorite actors, and he has a lot to say about manifesting your dreams, not giving up, even about failure. And he says that he learned very early on in life that you can fail at anything. You can fail at a job that you don't love. So you might as well do what you love. What would you do if you had to close the doors to your business? What would that mean for you creatively, emotionally, financially? What would the alternative be for you. Think about that right now. I want you to write it down. If I can't make this work, it would mean what? What would you have to do instead? What would it mean for you, for your children, for your family? That's why it's so important to be absolutely clear, not just on what you want, but why you want it. Is it something fun for you to do? It's a hobby that you enjoy or Is it a fire inside that just won't go away? Does it mean that your entire life and lifestyle would be different if it didn't work out? And just a side note here, your why may change and shift over the years. I started photography as something that I had always loved and had passion for, but I also knew it would allow me to be home and raise children. But As the boys have started school and I have more time during the day, I have found that my inspiration is the same, but my drive has shifted to creating something that I am really proud of, something that is mine. It's for me and it fuels my creativity and it's something that I love to do and I believe in with my whole being. I think I am doing, I know I am doing a very important work and now it's shifted even more into helping other photographers find that desire, find that passion and grow their business, avoiding all the guesswork and the overwhelm that happened with me in those first few years. 
when I see a drastic change in someone's work, I see them go full-time with photography because we made a plan to get there, or I see them take what we talk about in mentoring and actually use that to drive their business into something that they absolutely love. It gives me so much joy and fulfillment, and it encourages me and fuels my passion even more. When I first started my business, I felt like I was just piecing together a business plan and spending so much time purchasing courses and resources that just didn't help me or were surface level trying to get me to invest in a bigger one size fits all type of workshop. But your business isn't one size fits all. At the time, I had no idea that photographers offered one-on-one coaching. That would have been a game changer for me. So I struggled through figuring out what worked and what didn't in those first few years. And now, over 12 years later, in a thriving six-figure photography business, I've dedicated this platform and my time into coaching photographers that want to avoid all of those mistakes I made in the beginning. And I don't tell you that to flex or to brag. I just want you to see what's possible. My goal is to work with you to turn your side hustle or hobby into a profitable, sustainable, and successful business. I've worked with so many photographers over the years to help them in getting their business organized, off the ground in some cases, streamlined to save time, and have helped so many grow their business into what they've always dreamed it would be. Think of a coaching session as a clear path to get where you want to be give you insight and training that will save you time, money, late night tears and frustration, and at times, a loving kick in the pants. I want to help ambitious photographers avoid the mistakes I made along the way and remove all the guesswork that makes growing a business so tedious. Let's get where you want to be without all the trial and error along the way. To see if a coaching session is right for you, go to thefearlessphotographer.com slash mentoring. So let's be clear on your why and be clear on your vision for your business, because without that clarity of your vision, you're going to get exhausted. I've said it before on the podcast in a previous episode, but clarity in your why is so important because excitement and passion will fade fast in the face of exhaustion and overwhelm. People are not always kind. You might make a mistake. You might get a nasty review. You might have seasons where no one is booking. You have to be so clear on your vision that all those things won't set you back. So set yourself up to move toward your goals, toward your vision. If that means eliminating things from your business that no longer serve that purpose or hiring a mentor or business coach to help you make a plan and keep you accountable, it's already challenging enough to reach your goals. But if you're doing things that don't support your vision, it becomes that much harder. And I get it. Change is scary. Growth can be scary. What if after spending another year trying to grow and build your business, what if after another year, it still doesn't work out? What if you find yourself unprepared for the growth or it's not what you expected? What if your passion fades and you can't keep up with your work and there's no joy in it anymore? I have some good news and some bad news. The bad news is that that is a very real possibility that you could fail. But the good news is that you are the only one that can decide that. You have to be the one to do what needs to be done. You are in control. 
I'm going to quote another famous person here. Uh, Apparently that's what I do. Tony Robbins says that often people will say they failed because they didn't have the resources they needed. They didn't have funding or know the right people or have the right connections, but resources are never the problem. It's a lack of resourcefulness is why they failed. So learn to be resourceful. Find what you need to succeed. Find it in yourself. Create it. Hire someone that can help you with that. If you feel like your work isn't good enough, take some courses. Practice, practice, practice. If you don't feel like you're organized enough to grow or maybe you don't even know the next steps to take to see growth in your business, let's talk about a coaching session. If you're not booking enough clients or making enough money, let's talk about a coaching session. By having someone take a close look at your business, at your work, your systems, and your processes, they can find areas of your business that need adjusting in order to save you time and money and allow you to focus on what actually moves the needle forward in your business, what is actually going to work to make your business grow. If you're having a hard time keeping up with the tasks in your business, maybe deadlines are slipping through the cracks or you're forgetting certain steps with a client, you need a CRM platform. And I know I talk about HoneyBook all the time, but I just can't even convey to you the amount of growth that I've seen since using a CRM. And there are others out there. You you really have to compare and see, you know, if HoneyBook is going to be the best thing for you, if it's going to fit into the workflow that you currently have, if it's going to be easy for you to understand. It does take time to set everyone up, your current clients up, but once you get set up with your preferences in a CRM, from there, it saves you so much time. It was so worth it. And I can't even imagine trying to go back to the way I did things before. But you need a CRM platform and you need to either simplify your workflow or create systems in your business so that you don't miss any steps. If you're a photographer and you're currently not using a client management system, even if you only have a handful of clients, think about setting up a system and workflow for each client you book. It'll help you streamline your onboarding and workflow processes, saving you valuable time. HoneyBook is a CRM platform that allows you to organize and track every potential, current, and past client from the inquiry phase all the way to the last paid invoice and last deadline. With HoneyBook, I love that I can easily send contracts and invoices right from the platform and instantly see where I'm at in the workflow with each client, see all my documents and client information in one place, no more digging through physical files or losing information in email chains. HoneyBook starts at $9 a month, but you can get started with a free trial just to test the waters and then get 20% off your annual subscription by going to the fearlessphotographer.com slash HoneyBook and never let an inquiry or a deadline slip through the cracks again. You're going to have to do things that are scary until they're no longer scary or rather until you are no longer afraid. You cannot let a fear of failure make you dream small. Fear has a way of just holding us back from being fulfilled and going where we want to go. It's our own glass ceiling, our self-limiting beliefs, self-doubts, imposter syndrome. So we set goals that are realistic and easily attainable because failure would mean that we are not enough. We're not smart enough. We're not talented enough. I'm not extroverted enough. 
but that's not what failure means. So changing the way that I define failure changes the way that I set goals. And I think that imposter syndrome is always something that's a part of being a business owner, that I can't possibly grow to that size of a business that I dream of. I can't charge that much. I'm not good enough. Who would want to listen to what I have to say? Why would I start a podcast? There are plenty other photographers that are more outgoing, have more followers, have a better voice for podcasting, have a better equipment, are actually more talented than I am. But I don't want to set the example to my kids to live out of fear and self-doubt. I don't want that for my own life. I want to be fulfilled. I want my kids to know that they can try anything they dream of doing and that they can even fail. But I want them to learn to see failure in a healthy way, to use that definition of failure to give them courage, to chase their dreams and do what has to be done to get there, to be resourceful. So define failure and use that to fuel you rather than to create fear. Use that to push you toward your goals and your growth in every decision, every action in your business. Be brave in the face of fear and be bold in chasing your dreams. I so hope you enjoyed this episode of The Fearless Photographer. Head over to the website for all the show notes and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next. If you loved this episode, consider rating the show and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Friday, and I can't wait to share what's next. Until then, have an awesome week.